Today's episode of Inquisitive is brought to you by Squarespace and Lynda.com. Hi, my name's Tiffany Arment, and my favorite album is Stunt by Bare Naked Ladies. It's been one week since you looked at me. Cock your head to the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me. Saying, get back together, come back and see me. Bernie Ladies is a band that I'm like familiar with, right? It's, it's it's they've made a bunch of tracks that I know. Um, the one that I know primarily is what opens this album, right? One week, mm-hmm. like I remember that when uh, I can't remember how old I was, but I remember trying to learn the majority of the lyrics uh, along with my older brother. That's half the fun of that song. So I wanted to know. Uh, how much of the rap you know. You don't have to perform it. I just wonder. <laughs> I was practicing in case you asked me. But <laughs> You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> You'd never know. Um, I now know a fair amount of it. Uh, I love this song because of driving in the car with like friends on a road trip. That's all you want to do is try and sing it. And then you laugh when you're all wrong. And is it's just a lot of fun. That's what this song is for me. It's just tons of fun. But yeah, I'm pretty uh, pretty good now in my room alone. But we had friends over for dinner last night and I was saying, oh, I learned all the words for this podcast <laughs> that I'm doing. And then I started doing it and it was horrible. <laughs> it was incredibly embarrassing. It is such a good track to open an album with. Because even just from the way the song begins itself, like there's it just you're straight into it. Exactly. Yeah. It's just bam. It just hits you and it's fun and it's upbeat and it's wordy, which I love lyrics. I'm a lyrics person. So, which is kind of funny because opposite of Marco, who is, (laughs) yeah, he's just him. (laughs) So yeah, I love this song particularly for that reason. And that's why I kind of really like this band for that reason also. It's because generally a lot of their songs are very wordy and tell stories. And I, I like that part of it. China, the Chinese chicken. You have a drumstick and your brain stops sticking. Watching X Files with no lights on, with all our maisons. I hope the smoking man's in this one like Harrison Ford. I'm getting frantic, like Sting and Pentrick. Like Snickers guaranteed to satisfy. Like Kurosawa, I make mad films. Okay, I don't make films, but if I did, they'd have a samurai. Can you get a set of better Let's talk about the album as a whole. We'll talk more about the songs themselves later. Um, what is the reason that this is your favorite album? Like, it's not an album that I had heard of really like in its entirety is mentioned, you know, like I'm sure it's on lists, but it's not one that I was massively familiar with. So I kind of want to go back and tell you a little bit about some of the albums I didn't choose Mm -hmm. and, and why. Um, So (laughs) I really wanted to get an album from the nineties that I have in like this huge CD binder thing that I have, um, still sticking around that I actually had a physical album for because I really wanted to find something that was super nostalgic uh, from when I was growing up and started listening to music like through middle school and early high school and you know when you develop your musical taste but then I also wanted something that kind of made me feel good and happy and full of lyrics because I love lyrics but I was looking back at some of the 90s bands, and that, which I was considering on my short list, and I was like, oh my gosh, these are just, they're so depressing. You know, like yep. the 90s grunge, like I started listening to it, and I used to love that music. Like Green Day's Dookie was, I had that album, I a friend put it on a cassette tape, and I hid it in my room. Like it was... It was like one of the first things I got my hands on and it was just like, yeah, you know, like you just and I started listening to it again. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so and 
I was listening to this when I was like, I don't know, 12, 13. So obviously I was not like token it in my room, right? (laughs) That wasn't who I was. (laughs) But that's the music I love listening to. And I listen to it again now to consider it for the show. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is just not me this is so angsty and and teens and i just couldn't do that one and then i went over to counting crows uh august and everything after and that too was like it was like listening to someone tell a plot of a movie and i didn't care and i was like i love your music but ooh, it's just heavy and everything heavy 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 so i needed to find something that made me feel like the happy kind of satisfied person that i that i am but still tied back to I had some history with it. So that's why I ended up picking uh, Bare Naked Lady Stunt because I love this album. I listen to it tons all the time. And I just feel like it has a really just upbeat message. It's written by a whole bunch of guys that had normal kind of lives for being Canadian rock stars, I guess. Uh, You know, they had wives. They had families at this point. They weren't angsty teens like so many of the things that I was listening to trying to figure out what I wanted to pick. Like I, I thought I was, I used to be a Dave Matthews fan. If you talk about like favorite bands, Dave Matthews was all I would listen to. And I listened to it again. And cause it used to make me feel all the feels that I would feel when I was a teen feeling all the feels, right? Like it felt, Oh, it just, you felt everything when you listen to that. At least I did. And now I listen to it again and I felt nothing. So, uh, but yeah, listening to Sun, it was, it's, it's a very mature album uh, so I really connected to it and then I started listening very selectively to all the songs. And to me, a good album is, it's not just a good collection of songs. It's a good album, you know? So a lot of the albums I was listening to, it just seemed like it's a really good collection of songs and that's great, but it didn't make you want to listen to the whole thing in the order it was supposed to be listened to. So, uh, yeah, so I came, I came to stunt and it it just hit all the hit all the marks and it warmed the cockles of my heart and it made me feel good and happy and yeah so here here we are bare naked ladies stunt it's still though for me um it it ticks the box of having the 90s flavor mhm like i'm listening to it and there're like certain songs where i'm like oh that sounds a little bit like goo goo dolls or that sounds a little bit like hootie like they're just these like there's for me when I'm listening, it's got yes, this sounds like a '90s kind of rock band. Exactly that, and that's what I really like about it because I tried listening to some of the newer stuff uh, that I like, and it just didn't have that nostalgia. It didn't have that history that you find in like a favorite album. So even though Bare Naked Ladies probably isn't my favorite band, although I do like them a hell of a lot, then uh, it's definitely my favorite album. So you mentioned like, you know, remembering when you got uh, Dookie and stuff like that. Do you remember where you were or kind of what was going on in your life at the time that you first heard this album? It was early. It was either very end of middle school or early high school. So I can't remember exactly where I was. Um, I usually got a hold of albums kind of late, either going to the CD stores because they all cost like $20 and saving up money to buy them and or uh, one of those music um, subscription programs like, uh, I think it was BMG and Columbia House. I think John Syracuse mentioned getting his albums that way. It's like you pay, you get like 11 albums for a penny and then you have to <laughs> pay like $30 uh, throughout the year to like buy other albums. I don't know what it was, but I remember writing in and sending like little pieces of 
you know, sending cash in to pay for the albums because I didn't have a credit card or anything and I didn't want to have to go through my parents. But I had a three disc CD stereo changer in my room when I was in high school. And so you would put three discs in and it would rotate. And so I had, I would listen to my music in collections of three different discs. So I would like kind of pick who went together with who. And I just remember this being in my changer a lot. Um, or it, it was more of a, um, a take along album. Like when I was going out somewhere, it was just more fun to listen to that when traveling somewhere. I remember uh, being on a ferry with my parents trying to ignore them when I was a teenager and listening to it in my headset. And, but yeah, it was just, it was one of those things. It was, it was a fun album then. And I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now. Like I was saying, I was going through all the albums that I thought I used to love. Well, I should say that I used to love and I thought I still loved. And then I just don't anymore. So this has become a new favorite, I think. Hmm. Definitely. So it, was, it wasn't a favorite then. It's a favorite now. It is weird how that sort of stuff can, it just changes over time. Like, you know, you mentioned that you're content and you feel like when you listen, like you're, you know, you're happy. And when you listen to these guys, you feel that they were maybe in the same kind of place. So maybe that's why your tastes have changed towards this album a bit. Exactly. I mean, and and I listened to some of the other music from, you know, the later 90s and some of it's like really misogynistic and I'm getting really sensitive to that. I think with more yeah. people talking about it and I was like, you know, you start listening to something like Eve Six, which Marco and I listened to in the beginning of our, our relationship all the time. Like it was constantly on. And so I have a great affinity for Eve Six, Eve Six's first two albums. I started listening to it again, thinking I was going to pick it for this. And oh my goodness, it just made me feel terrible about myself. I was like, this is just, it's really, really misogynistic. And there are a lot of other bands that are much more so, but I, cu I couldn't pick it for that reason. I was like, this just, it's all about, you know, finding the girls and this girl and complaining about that girl. And I was like, ooh, eh, this is not who I am. This isn't what I want to be listening to and, you know, pump my fist in the air to. It is not... It is not an anthem that I want to be singing right now. So you mentioned your uh, CD album album that you had. Mm -hmm. Like the, I yep. assume it's like one of those big things with the zip that goes around the outside. Oh yeah, here I got it right next to me. So if you wanted to, let me. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh yeah, and then it you flap it. That yeah. is heavy duty stuff. It's right uh, it's full of a lot of albums here. I'm gonna flip some pages for you. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I can't even believe that people carried that around like in their car, like it was their baby. <laughs> like that was that was a lifeline right there. It's just that huge CD binder. Well, that's an incredible amount of money sitting right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, because that's that's like I said, I had a three CD changer or a one Discman player that you would bring with you. And that's how... We had to do it. I mean, I guess we were pretty lucky that we weren't like lugging around records, but <laughs> or like eight tracks. My dad is like a plastic bag full of like um, what are those cartridge ones called? Yeah, I think eight. Yeah, eight track. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he had like a plastic bag of those like in his car when he was a kid. So, <laughs> which we still have somewhere in the attic. Uh, so I guess that's it's better than that. But yeah, it it changes the way you listen to music because back back then, back then. Uh, you really did have to listen to a whole album because who wants to carry around like six discs and keep switching them every 20 minutes, you know, like, or even less, like four minutes to listen to a song and then, oh, I feel like another song. Let me get another disc out. So iPods changed everything. 
So I assume Stunt lives in that that binder. You have the CD. Yes, I do. And the digital copy that you have, is it ripped from that CD? Uh, yes, it is. It is. Marco went through, we, we both went through one time and ripped everything that I had in that binder, but I still have it around. So, cause for nostalgia, I mean, it's so great just to flip through sometimes and see a lot of the albums. I even have like burn CDs in there with like, you know, marker on the outside saying what album it is, which is what most of my fish came from. And I actually gave fish to Marco. So. Oh, really? I did. So I you're did. responsible. <laughs> I'm not totally responsible. I like the albums of Fish. Right. Surprise, surprise. But uh, and he likes he got more into the live stuff and left me in the dust. So I was like, please just get away. <laughs> yeah, he ruined Fish for me <laughs> and and for many other people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Marco. This episode of Inquisitive is brought to you by Lynda.com, the online learning platform that has over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. For a free 10-day trial, visit Lynda.com slash Inquisitive. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash Inquisitive. Lynda.com is for people that want to learn new things. It's for people that want to solve problems. It's for curious people, people who want to make things happen in their life. Maybe you're looking to get a promotion at work and it means that you have to learn learn how to build Android apps. You can do that with Lynda.com. You can take their Android Studio Essential training or even their stuff about Android Wear as well if you want to make some watch apps. Maybe you want to learn negotiation tactics, getting things done skills, paperless working skills so you can make yourself better at work. Maybe you just want to be more organized. Maybe you want to learn how IFTTT really works or maybe you're interested in design and want to learn Photoshop or the foundations of color or learn about typography and how that can help design. No matter what you're looking to learn, lynda.com and their fantastic experts will be able to teach you. Everybody that you'll find at lynda.com, all of the great instructors are super passionate about teaching and they really, really know their stuff. You'll be able to watch these videos on demand. You can watch them on the web and look at their fantastic transcripts that they have and follow along that way. Or maybe you could search later to go back to something that you want to retake or something that you missed. Or maybe you want to watch on your Android or iOS device so you can learn on the go. You can also create and save playlists of their great courses, which are all broken down into bite-sized chunks, so you can watch them in any order as you like, however you want. And once you have those playlists made, you can save them and turn them into things that you could share with friends, colleagues, and team members as well. So everybody can learn together and you can customize your own learning path. Your Lynda.com membership is going to give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics for just one flat rate. Whether you're looking to become an industry expert, you're passionate about a hobby, or you just want to learn something new, go ahead and visit Lynda.com slash inquisitive. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash inquisitive and sign up for your free 10-day trial. Thank you so much Lynda.com for the continued support of this show. So you, you mentioned you're a lyrics person. Do, do you think this comes from anywhere or is it just like a personal taste? I really listen to music song. Like I listen to the songs and I listen to what they're talking about. And that means something to me. And I guess I always found it a challenge if there was a really wordy song to learn all the words, just like one week like that. That one in particular is super fun to try and learn. Uh, one of the first ones I can even remember thinking about trying to learn. But I just I like when a song tells a story. Um, I was always in music classes in high school and everything. So I should appreciate all of the musical, the more of the, um, uh, you know, the instrumental parts of the music, but 
I just, I appreciate it and it needs to be good along with the lyrics, but it, the lyrics are so much more for me. So I assume as somebody who learns the lyrics that you also sing along to them. Oh yeah, yeah. I sing. Marco was making fun of me for being in my headphones whisper singing while he was trying to work. He's like, oh my God, you have to stop. Like, <laughs> this is the, wor- we share an office and we're back to back to each other. So he's, he was so bad. He's like, this is, I'm in hell. <laughs> stop whisper singing. <laughs> do you, do you have a good voice? Uh... I don't really think so, but I guess if I were practice, I was in jazz choir and all that kind of stuff in high school. So if I practice a lot, it's, it's fine, but it's, it's not that great when I'm whisper singing. (laughs) So what you just, when you mentioned, you've mentioned now a couple of different like musical education type things. Do you, can you play instruments or were you just seeing like choirs and stuff like that? I was in choirs. I uh, had a friend teach me. A friend, ex-boyfriend, friend, uh, teach me some guitar, and I took a little lessons uh, for that. And I also played piano for a little bit, but just took lessons. And I'm not good at that. I'm not good at learning instruments. It's just not a forte of mine. I want it to be. Like a lot of people, you want to be good at stuff like that. You want to be that cool person that can pick up the guitar and be like, yeah, let's jam. <laughs> but <laughs> especially being like, I always thought it was so much cooler being you know, a woman who can like play guitar and be like, yeah, let's, let's jam together. Let me, let me be the cool one that picks up the guitar at the party and play some songs. Right. <laughs> it just never, it never happened. I'll pick up the guitar to play some, like to learn a song that I felt like playing that I was listening to. And I'm like, oh, I, I kind of feel like playing that. And I'll get some tab out on the computer. Thank God for, com- thank God for guitar tabs. Uh, I'll learn a song, not be very rhythmic, rhythmically uh, inclined to it. It's kind of off, you know, but it sounds like the song. But other than that, uh, not really. I, I want to be better than I am, like most people. Let's talk about your favorite tracks from the album. Okay. So what, do you have like a number one or do you want to go through a couple? Like what, what, how would you like to discuss them? I guess we can go through them because I, the thing why I picked this album is because I liked a lot of the songs there aren't any skippable songs for me on these albums I, a couple albums i wor- was considering like uh lannis morissette jag a little pill i wanted to skip so many of the songs i'm like i love alanis then i'm like oh i like like five songs by alanis you know so- <laughs> and there's one of them on this album <laughs> yeah uh, that was my go-to i was like this is it this is gonna be the one and i listen i'm like i don't like this song i don't like this song I- this is this is not it this is not it so this album i don't want to skip any of the songs. So I, I do like them all and I definitely like some better than others. Like I said, one week is perfect for like trying to sing along road trips. It's just fun. It's a tongue twister. Uh, it, it's, it, as you know, you said you've, you have memories trying to sing this song and it, that's just, it's just fun. Who doesn't want to hear this song? It was weird listening back to one week again. Cause I don't know when the last time was I listened to that song in full. Um, but I remember that I had, I, it brought back so many memories for me of like one, like sitting in my brother's bedroom and listening to the cassette version as we both tried to learn the rap. Uh, (laughs) but also it brought back like the imagination I had of the specific things that are in the song, like the lyrics, like, cause mm-hmm. I would imagine, you know, like you'd hear them and you get like an image in your mind and it was bringing all those back as well. It was really weird, like to listen to it like that because, it, but it is a song which is full of really interesting imagery, I think. 
yeah and it, like a couple weird little pop culture references and then some stuff that you're just like where did that come from but when i was reading about this album apparently they uh they just kind of did this freestyle and then they're like yeah that sounds good let's record it so <laughs> <laughs> there was like almost no thought put into it <laughs> so trying to uh make sense of the the rap verses it, it's impossible because there is none <laughs> There is none. It's just like, <laughs> let me say a whole bunch of stuff and say it really fast. And, you know, chicken of China, the Chinese chicken. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's, which is it's super fun. And then I guess um, the next one on my list that I like, Light Up My Room. I really like that song. I just think it's musically, it's really fun. It's something, it, when I was re-listening to this album, that's the song I wanted to learn how to play on the guitar so i picked that up and i was practicing playing that uh it just it's it's pretty it's musical it's quirky it has these weird strange little lyrics to it and it tells a little story i i just it delights me it's a little delightful song uh, to get over and be with you lift you up over everything to light up my room you want to talk about how you feel about some of these songs as i'm going yeah i mean I, I just go <laughs> no you skipped over it's all been done yeah it's a good song but it's it's not a favorite so i mean i've always loved that song didn't know it was bare naked ladies so really yeah i just it's just one of those songs that it's just i just know for whatever reason i just know it and you hear it and you're like oh i really love this one but never really bothered to look it up So it was very fun for me to hear those two songs back to back. Um, but then it does take a, a, bit, a bit of a turn uh, mm -hmm. with Light Up My Room. And, and that was one of the things that surprised me most about this album is once I heard the first two songs, I had an image in my mind for what was going to proceed. Um, but it, it didn't meet that at all uh, because there's there's a lot more heart in it. Um, than than fun silly '90s lyrics, and mm -hmm. there there's a there's a lot more I think music in it than I expected. Um, and light on my room is I think the first instance of that. Yeah, I I definitely like you know you come off of one week which is super pumped up, fun, rappy, lyrical. Then you have it's all been done, which is also a fun, a pretty fun song. You know, it keeps the energy up, and then you kind of mellow it out with "Light Up My Room." It's nice. It comes up with the you know the little guitar riff that it has, and it it continues throughout the song, and it's kind of softer, a little bit more acoustic here and there, and it it, it starts bringing you down, you know. But mm -hmm. in a in a still up, you're uplifted. It's a nice song. It's like I said, it's delightful, but it it nicely brings you down from the high of the, the first song and then a little bit less the second one and then down more with Light Up My Room, which I really like. It, it makes the album really easy to listen to, I guess, if it's just on. At least that's the way I feel. When it's on, it's just it just kind of flows together. You mm -hmm. don't feel like you're jostled around too much. It, it, it was very thoughtful the way they put it together. Yeah. At least I like to think it was. <laughs> Um, so yeah, even, I like light up my room a lot, even though it does have a lyric about pop in it, 
which is a thing in the states what do you call soda uh well <laughs> sometimes we don't need to get into it <laughs> it's maybe sometimes fizzy drinks is a thing mm-hmm. that's is tends to be what they're called i think more colloquially but sometimes mm-hmm. we call them like soda but yeah fizzy drinks is probably the the most widely accepted the east coast uh you know, New York and such, we all call it soda. And I went to college in the in Pennsylvania, which is a little bit more into the country. And everyone over there in the Midwest calls it pop. And as students and, you know, young teenagers coming together, we decided to always make fun of each other for the different things that we said in our lives. And pop versus soda was one of the big ones. So even though they're Canadian and they call it pop, uh, we can forgive them. But that always stood out to me. I was like, ah. Oh, it's just like pop. a jarring line every time. Yeah, every time. It just, you know, a little ear stab, but it's okay. We'll forgive them. And then uh, I guess um, the next couple songs, like, I, I really like them. They're fun, especially Alcohol. Uh, the song Alcohol is funny because they, on one uh, track on every album, they record it naked, hence Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, interesting. And they recorded Alcohol naked. So... I like to listen and think that they sound naked. <laughs> I don't know what naked sounds like. If I wouldn't have known that if I didn't read it on Wikipedia. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know that. I, I didn't really put the association together. Like that, that would mean that they did that. But it's interesting that they do. I suppose. Yeah. Marco always said that whenever they'd interview like a new band member, they'd be like, "So, are you cool with recording naked together with all us pros?" <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for the session guitarist, really. Yeah, people just have to come in just for the one thing and they yeah that's that's tough stuff just be like sorry dude strip down <laughs> this is the way we do things <laughs> it's time for that song um but i'll be that girl is a good song too there uh, that one that song it trying to listen to figure out what that song is about yeah I, this one really puzzled me i had no idea what was going on yeah a lot of people say it's about you know a guy liking a girl who's very self-centered and like so into herself that the only way that he can get her to like her like him is to be her I thought it was a little kind of like a little bit dark uh, it yep. kind of sounded like a girl that was very depressed and a little bit suicidal, you know? And mm-hmm. so she was so focused on herself being so depressed that she couldn't love anybody else. But this guy, like, wanted to help her and to love her. Uh, so so that – but I couldn't find really much anything that said that. And then someone else said that it was about a girl who was actually a lesbian and he loved her. But – so kind of like a pink triangle situation. But – I don't really know what this song is about. I mean, and and I think that that's why I like a lot of their songs in general is because they play with words. They play with like the obfuscation of lyrics and it's kind of meant to be a little bit confusing. Some double entendres, the storytelling, it's a little quirky. Um, They just, they play around with the lyrics. So you're not really quite sure what story they're telling, but you like the story. So it's fun and it's wordy and, and it flips back and forth. And when the more you listen to it, the more ways one word could mean so much, which it is, makes this very re-listenable, this album. Uh, and a lot of their songs 
are like that in not in just this album, but other ones too. Call and answer I have written down as a favorite. Um, some lyrics make me think of Marco. <laughs> so I like that because, you know, it's a song about, I don't know, like supporting each other and um, two people, you know, coming together, supporting each other. You, I, we, Marco and I always say like, I love you more. No, I love you more. It's really gross. But <laughs> no, that's, it's <laughs> fine. That's normal. <laughs> it's yeah. We have a happy marriage. It's cool. So that makes me think of him. So I like I like that song. I like songs in that regard where it's like you put your own meaning onto them and to another person. So there's a song that I really love uh, by a band called Alt J. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're mm-hmm. a, they're a UK band. They've they only like two albums in. They haven't been around for very long. I don't know if they have a, a lot of success in the states. Um, and I didn't really know much about them, but uh, my girlfriend introduced me to them. So that it became like a band that was important to me for that reason. So like mm-hmm. I I associate them with her because I'd never really listened to them before. And they have one song called Dissolve Me. And the song, uh, there's like a lyric in it, which I really love, which is uh, she makes the sound, the sound the sea makes to calm me down, which I think is just so such a beautiful lyric. That is beautiful. And it makes me think of her. Um which I really like, but she told me, uh, after I told this to her, she was like, ah, it's actually about a breakup, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> and I didn't notice that. And then when I listened back to it, I was like, oh, yeah, it is. Um, and he's like, I think it, it, when he's singing that song, he's actually talking about a family member, I think, who who can calm him down during this time. Mm-hmm. But the lyric still makes me, I still have my meaning for it anyway. Um, and I really love it for that but it's just funny because it's actually couldn't be more opposite I was just gonna say that you listen to songs that you associate you hear like one lyric really stands out to you or a a verse stands out to you and you're like oh I so feel it and then the next line you're like oh that's not me at all like (laughs) what are you doing yeah what do you do you're ruining my song (laughs) but that I totally feel that a lot about the bare naked lady songs where I'm like oh yeah this is so I get it this is my relationship and then I'm like ooh ooh no 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 not that one just I'll just ignore that one when that comes up again like I'll like it for this part of the song and not the other part but you know, it's it is. It's a, especially because I listen to the lyrics. Marco can listen to songs and have no idea what they say, and he's like, "That's what that song was about." I was like, "Oh my god, what, wh- were we listening to the same thing?" Because we obviously weren't. <laughs> but so lyrics mean a lot more to me when I'm hearing them, and they do make me think of him or past relationships or sorrow for past relationships or joy that past relationships are over, um, or you know anything like that. And a lot of a lot of like this album and a lot of these songs do remind me of Marco, which is great, which, and he wasn't around when I first started listening to this album. So that's why I feel like it's a favorite now than it was then, because now all the songs mean so much more to me in their context, even though they're songs that I remember listening to a long time ago. And I knew all the words from a long time ago, but now all of a sudden the words mean 
means so much more to me. Mm-hmm. Never is enough is a, another great song. Um, again, it, uh, Marco and I always talk about like wanting to do things and then we're like, why would anybody want to do that? And a lot of that song is <laughs> talking about, um, wanting to go on trips and they're like, uh, yeah, never doing that is enough for me. I never want to go backpacking. I never want to do this. I never want to do that. But Marco and I have done all that kind of stuff and we are happy that we did it. But you know, when it comes back around, a lot of the times we're like, yeah, we're just so happy just being in our house. (laughs) 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 It's pretty sad, (laughs) but it's happy for us. Never is enough. Yeah, never is enough. I never want to do that stuff. But like I said, a lot of the like, it's weird talking about what lyrics mean to me because they're so specific. I don't want to sound like a type of person that's, let me tell you about my dream I had, you know, like, I don't know what you're talking about because <laughs> it, it's very specific, but I mean, so how are you feeling about some of these songs as we're going through the list? Were there some I skipped that you liked? I think after a lot of the initial stuff, like I was kind of just listening to it as it was going through. Um, and I, I think the ones that I mentioned were the ones that really stuck out to me the most. And I think that the one that kind of really kind of shook me was I'll Be That Girl because it was kind of just I listened to it and then it just started to seep into my brain what was happening. And I was like, oh, this sounds really interesting and kind of peculiar and I don't really understand what's happening. But outside of that, like, I I think my overall feeling about the album in general is that I just found it very pleasant to listen to. And I think it's one of the reasons that it, for me it kind of drifted into the background but in a good way. So like some mm-hmm. of the stuff that I've listened to through this series, I've been like skipping back into iTunes and checking how long is it until this is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't feel that way about this album at all. Um, and I really did enjoy it a lot uh, because it was it was nice to listen to. You know, like they, they, they didn't really feel like those, as you say, like I didn't get any feelings of like overwhelming sadness or anger or stuff like that or sorrow that I found in other albums that I've listened to. So I think that tends to be like people's best albums in, in some scenarios, what I'm finding are like, they're considered to be best because they display some kind of extreme emotion, like whether it's happiness Mm -hmm. or sadness or something like that. But like, I felt that this album as a whole was, was just like happy, but not like overwhelm, overwhelming and overbearing in that it's regard. like content it's, yeah uh, and that's how i feel in my life like that's why i was drawn to it It just the feeling of contentness and the feeling of everything is just nice and it works out and i feel happy and there's no drama you know like i feel like a lot of these songs don't have drama they're about things they're about people they're about little stories but the drama is kind of it, it's like let go out of it mm-hmm. it's it's more of a um you know, oh, this this thing happened and I had this relationship and or I knew this person who was like this, but let me just sing a song about it. And it is what it is. And that's what the whole album feels like. It's like, yeah, it is what it is. And we're just letting you know about it in a nice musical way. But it doesn't jar me out of my reality. And I really mm-hmm. like my reality. So <laughs> I don't want to feel, you know, extra depressed or super crazed or pumped up or and sometimes I do want to feel like that don't get me wrong like you know you put on those songs or those albums that you want to change your mood from your everyday life but this I feel like it's a favorite because it's an everyday life album and a lot of the songs are about a lot of everyday life kind of things I mean um 
<laughs> I was just just listening to it again this morning and who needs sleep comes up and I was <laughs> like, oh my god, I need some sleep like I hella need some sleep. <laughs> so, like so that it was even, you know, I was like, oh man, parenthood right there. Like, oh, sleeping. Who needs it? But I do. Uh <laughs> and like the song um Told You So, which is I I like that one a lot. It's a lot of these songs that I just keep writing down like it's they're sweet, they're not angry. Told You So is about a broken relationship, but and wanting, you know, realizing that it was time to move on, but it's not angry. It's not, I'm not angry at you for not, uh, for not having a uh, successful relationship with me. It's, it's what happened and we both changed because of it and now we're moving on. I think that that's, uh, that's really great. Okay. Let me just take a break here to thank Squarespace for sponsoring this week's episode and we'll get back to it. You can start building your website today over at squarespace.com. Use the offer code inquisitive at checkout and you will get yourself 10% off Squarespace. Build it beautiful. With Squarespace, you can build a fantastic-looking website that looks professionally designed regardless of your skill level without any coding skills required. Squarespace have really intuitive and easy-to-use tools that make building your website super simple and you can make it look and feel exactly how you want. All of Squarespace's tools, all of their stuff is powered by state-of-the-art technology that is there to ensure security and stability. You don't need to worry about security patches and updates and all that kind of stuff. Squarespace have got you covered. And this is why they are trusted by millions of people around the world. All of Squarespace's templates feature responsive design, so they look great on all sizes of device, and they look fantastic. You can choose from a bunch of different templates that fit all different types of businesses, all different types of personal sites. You know, maybe you want a blog, portfolio, a store, whatever you want. Squarespace have great templates for them, and you can customize them to your heart's content. They have 24-7 support with live chat and email. They have teams located all around the world that can help you out with that. They have their commerce platform, which allows anybody to sell physical or digital goods through their Squarespace site. They have rock-solid fast hosting. They have their cover page functionality to help you build a great single page website they have fantastic analytics to show you who's coming to your site where they're coming from and all that kind of stuff and you can also stretch your squarespace site even further with the dev platform if that's something that you are interested in looking at all of squarespace's stuff is awesome and i have been such a fan for many years and i think you will love them too squarespace plans start at just eight dollars a month and you'll get yourself a free domain name if you sign up for a year you can start a free trial today so you can play around and see how awesome squarespace is and you can do this with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com and when you decide to sign up make sure that you use the offer code inquisitive to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for this show thank you to squarespace for helping out today squarespace build it beautiful so tiff is this style of music for bare naked ladies a style that is the same across all of their albums like is this the way that they always have been or did they have times where their stuff was a little bit different and then it changed I haven't listened to any of their new stuff because I didn't want to get confused from this album <laughs> recently, but I saw like they have a whole bunch of new stuff out. A lot of their old stuff is uh, their stuff before this because this was their fourth album, I believe. I mean, a lot of it is very wordy. Uh, if you know the song Brian Wilson or Old Apartment or If I Had a Million Dollars, it's they're very quirky uh, 
lyrical songs. I like to say that Bare Naked Ladies were kind of hipsters before they were hipsters because they they just they talk about weird little niche things uh, like the song um, Some Fantastic, which is hilarious because they talk about, um, you know, making kind of artisanal items that solve weird little problems and in funny little ways. And that just makes me, it just screams like Williamsburg, Portland. Like that's, it just feels like these hipsters singing about this stuff back in 1998 before hipsters even existed. Like they were way before their time, I guess. So they're innovative, but, and I, I think that that's, that's, that's prevalent in a lot of their songs. It's just, they're funny. They're nerdy. I, I love their nerdiness that comes through. I mean, even in yep. one week they talk about, um, they were talking about what was one of the ones sailor moon and and the boom anime babes so like they just they bring up stuff that normal songs just probably wouldn't be talking about and i think that that's why i'm drawn to them because i really like hipsters i kind of like being a little bit of a hipster i think it fits i love putting a bird on it you know and i feel like bare naked ladies they're kind of like putting birds on it all over the place and i love that and i don't think there's anything wrong with loving that a lot of people love it and if it makes you happy put a bird on it you know <laughs> why not do you have anything else to say about the specific tracks um i uh, i wanted to point out some fantastic i thought that that was a really fun song if anyone wants to go and listen to that one uh, it just that's the the hipster epitome song to me. It just it's very funny. Again, it also makes me think of Marco because we always have little fantasies about strange inventions we're going to have to solve problems. Like we talked about um, having a traffic pizza service where a helicopter comes and delivers you pizza <laughs> through your sunroof when you're stuck in traffic, which would be amazing, right? Or like having toll boots deliver you cookies through your sunroof. A lot of it's with driving and sunroofs. And I food. don't know, but yeah, and food. <laughs> <laughs> we have a theme we have a theme um but then i also want to talk about the very last song uh on this album which is um, when you dream which as, when i re-listened to this the first time i was listening through a whole bunch of albums to pick and i was listening to stunt and i came across this song it totally welled me up with tears like i just i mm. felt all the feels i totally started crying i still might start crying right now like just thinking about listening to it because it's about um he's talking about his newborn son and having him sleep and, and what's he dreaming about and everything. And, Oh, damn it. All the feels. <laughs> it's just, you know, <laughs> when you have a, when you have a child and you like watch them sleep, it's, it's when they do sleep. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's just incredible. And you do, you think about like, you think about all the things that he was thinking about in the song. Like, what are you dreaming about? Like, what are the wor worlds you're going to experience? What are the things you're going to experience? And this, and that album, it takes such a huge turn from one week, which is like this crazy nerdy rap song full of like pop culture lyrics. It's like upbeat and everything and funny. And then you end in this song about, it's almost like a little lullaby to his mm -hmm. child. Um, and and asking like what does he dream about while he's sleeping and and the you know the little uh i don't know just it's just lullaby tones and and chimes that are in this song it it just like kind of puts you to bed you know at the end of this album it like tucks you in and says i hope you enjoyed listening to this fun little day that we had together and uh and now it's time to sleep and and have nice dreams and i think that that's really beautiful what do you dream about 
Do you dream about music or mathematics or planets too far for the eye? There is a bit of a punch to the gut of emotion, this one, though. Like, that maybe the other songs don't have. It definitely does. I mean, the tears come, you know? Like, <laughs> if you're in the right... And I, I never... Like I, when I first heard this album and would listen to it all the time, I listened to this song and it was fine. And I was like, yeah, that was a good song. That was a good album. But now I listen to it and it just, all the feels like I was telling to you on when we were messaging, messaging each other about doing the show, I was like, all the albums I thought I was going to pick, I'm just feeling nothing from them. And then when I put this on, I just, I felt all the things and especially that last song. And I think it's really unexpected from Bare Naked Ladies. I think if anyone re- knows the band, even on kind of a surface level, they think of them as just like a fun, quirky, let me sing about some, you know, crazy stuff. If I had a million dollars, I would buy you a green couch, you know, or like, or, or, you know, so they sing like fun little things with fun lyrics and it just makes you smile and gives you joy. But, but then when you hear a song, like when you dream, you're like, oh my, like these people are really actually in touch with a lot of their their emotions and and their lives and and expressing that in a way that sounds fun at first but then when you really dive in there's there's a lot more there there's a lot more depth is this an album that uh you've tried to introduce to other people i have not uh it's definitely an album i've talked to other people about and they're like oh yeah i like bare nigga lady stunt like that was a good album i like that song one week you know everyone knows that song and because this was probably one of their most popular albums that came out it was kind of the first time that they got really popular and had a couple major hits was from this album so this is kind of when everyone started paying a little bit more attention to them besides the people who were like just hardcore fans but the way I listen to music, I I listen to it here and there in the kitchen when I'm cooking or if uh, for some reason I punished my son that he can't watch TV anymore, we listen to albums. But other than that, I'm listening to podcasts all the time now. So it's mm-hmm. like my life is totally different. So I guess I don't I don't really chit chat albums with my with my friends, you know, where who can listen to an album when you're running after three year olds, but um, or like, you know, really listen. So. Not really. I know it's kind of a boring answer, but no. Album listening is kind of private now in a weird way. You know, because Marco and I listen to such different things that we usually don't say, oh, let's put this on and, and listen to it together. But then when you do listen to music, do you tend to pick specific albums or do you pick like playlists or stuff like that? Uh, now I usually like to listen to like some new poppy song that I heard or I listen on um, Sirius or like a satellite radio in my car and I listen to the Alt Nation station and if I like a song I'll go and download it and have it in my library as like a you know faved songs I guess you know like your Mm -hmm. top songs so I'll listen to a playlist of that Um, but I don't really listen to albums but now that you had me listening to a whole bunch of albums (laughs) I was listening to a lot of albums and they're all ruined for me now. I'm like, oh, this one's no good. This one's no good. <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, basically, I've destroyed your childhood. Yeah, pretty much. I okay. just need to set my big CD binder on fire. I just need to just go in the backyard, set a little fire and say goodbye. But this, I pretty much listened to Stunt like seven or eight times in a row now. And even after this podcast is over with you, like talking about it, I think I'm going to go back and listen to it again because I just really like it. It's kind of my jam right now. 
I'm into it. It feels good. So I I will re-listen to albums over and over again if I'm really mm-hmm. into something, just constantly. Like I said, I used to listen to them three at a time, so they just kept on rotating. <laughs> I'll just keep on listening to them until I'm really sick of them, and I actually want to like take them out of the CD changer. And yep, so I guess that stems back from when you first start listening to music, how you do it. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. I can obviously tell that you love this album, uh, but are you proud that it's your choice? I am. I was a little embarrassed at first because I'm like, it's not really angsty. It's not super musical. It's not, you know, it's not deep. You know, I was going to go for Counting Crows because it's some of their songs are so damn deep. And you're like, oh, yeah, I just feel it, you know, but I couldn't feel it. And I think that's a lot of how Marco and I live our life where it's like, you know, we're really happy being happy. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And that's how I think that this album makes me feel. It's just, there's nothing wrong with just having an album on that makes you feel happy and good and is, is background music, but there are the songs that stand out that you want to stop and listen to. And, and that's, that's great. And it's, and that's, it makes me feel good. If I try and fake anything else, like I was going to go through all the Led. I love Led Zeppelin. I was going to go through all their albums and try and pick one, but I, you can't really, but I wanted to be like, oh, maybe I'll be cool if I listen, if I pick a Led Zeppelin album, you know, <laughs> but really I have, I have nothing to say about that, even though all I'm saying is how happy I am being uncool, <laughs> but it, it is, it's, that's how it makes me feel. It's, I think more people should be satisfied of being happy instead of creating drama. And I think that a lot of albums feel like they create drama in your life when you don't really need it. Sometimes you need it. Sometimes you need it, but not all the time. Dream. 